Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hey, hey, oh, it is Matt Mosley. I hope everybody's enjoying time with family and uh, having a great time poolside as uh, the nation gets ready for the 4th of July. Most folks off today, and a lot of people uh, around our office are. Uh, Aaron and I want, wanted to be here with you guys and visit with you this afternoon. want to keep you updated. Um, Rangers pulled off something beyond belief. Uh, down, well, 1.6 nothing, and then it was like 10 to 2, and they kept fighting back and fighting back. They got it to 10 to 6, and they got to 10 to 10, and then the Rangers um, were able to go up um, 11 to 10. Okay, we are now in the top of the ninth inning. The Astros have just tied the game at 11, uh, and unfortunately Kyle Tucker reached on a uh, base hit. And Will Smith came into the game, Rangers closer, to try to close this thing out. And much like most of the pitching today, although as crazy as it sounds, they got some good pitching when they were down 10-5. to 5. And it, it involved um, uh, former Baylor Bear Cody Bradford came in and relieved Glenn Otto. Glenn Otto did okay for a little while and then gave up four runs. And that's how they got down. Whoa, whoa, we got breaking news happening. And um, we would, uh, uh, Aaron, what do you have for us? Unfortunately, uh, the Astros just took a 12 to 11 lead in the top of the ninth. So, <laughs> oh, no. So the Rangers might come all the way back. And now they're going to have to uh, do it again in the bottom of the ninth. After coming all the way back to take an 11 to 10 lead. The Astros now have a 12 to 11 lead. Will Smith comes into the game, uh, gives up a leadoff hit to Kyle Tucker. They get Bregman, Bregman to fly out to center. Aaron, we have the rights to these games, don't we? <laughs> anyway, the they go out to uh, uh, so Breg so you you've got uh, uh, Bregman flies out. And then I noticed Abreu was coming up. And um, man, oh man, oh man, uh, Astros are able to take a 12 to 11 lead. Uh, Aaron is, uh, I'm focused on doing the show. Aaron is uh, in studio monitoring the game. And, uh, and Rangers do now trail 12 11. Abreu comes up. Uh, and then Aaron. Uh, all right, have they got out of the inning, or is it still going in this top of the ninth? It's still in the top of the Aaron ninth. Is. Two outs, and it's a 2-1 two, two, two count to the batter, who I'm having trouble seeing right now. <laughs> Get you some glasses no, having, in there. Having some and, paper uh, problems. No, no, that's okay. Well, um, it is uh, 
it just has turned into probably the game of the season, just in terms of the epic, you know, back and forth on this. And um, uh, what a what a game. What a game for both. And Aaron, you know, in a region where we've got Astros fans and Rangers fans, and of course we're, we are one of the top affiliates for Texas Rangers baseball, uh, and, um, and we've been staying on top of this thing all afternoon. And of course we'll have, uh, we'll have more baseball for you tomorrow on the 4th of July as everybody observes the holiday. Uh, but uh, Aaron, uh, and uh, Rangers did get out of the inning, uh, and they are only one run down now. But, again, had an 11-10 lead um, going into the ninth. Will Smith comes in. He's been good this year, done a good job closing. Quite honestly, hasn't been that active lately. They hadn't had to turn to him because, well, they haven't really had leads late, especially in this series. And now they're facing the prospect of losing three out of four to the Astros at home, which would get the Astros to within three games in the AL West. Rangers just had, I mean, in recent days, they were six and a half up. At one point, they were six games up to start this series. And uh, it, there have been some close games, been some good games in this series, and they're just not, uh, but I mean, just a tremendous, unreal game today. Um, the, the back and forth nature of this. And, um, I mean, Jankowski had a home run to help get them back in it. <clears throat> Leody Tavares kind of started it when they were down 6 nothing, got it back to 6-2. Jankowski then kind of reignited a run in this game. And then they started kind of scratching and clawing and getting it here and getting it there. And, Aaron, they left the Astros, because they had that big lead, left their starter in there way too long. And suddenly it's like, wait a second, this dude's giving up eight runs. I think they closed the book on that guy, and he'd given up eight runs in the game. And I, I guess they just thought, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We, we're, we're up 10, you know, 10-5. We're okay. And the Rangers kept coming, kept coming, and climbed all the way back and had an 11-10 lead in this ball game. Now trail 12-11. We'll keep you posted. Unbelievable action. In fact, the game of the season. And uh, of course, we are major Rangers affiliate here in uh, here in Central Texas, bringing it all to you. And uh, we'll keep we'll stay on top of it. But um, we got the Mosley Show taking you all the way till six o'clock this evening or thereabouts. And, uh, and then we'll say goodbye. And then we'll be off to uh, to celebrate the fourth. Aaron, I think you'll enjoy that. I am uh, I. Uh, have arrived over at my neighbor's uh, poolside villa and um, out, uh, you know, just kind of uh, doing what everybody's doing today. Spend a little time with the pool. Uh, weather's not, I mean, it's hot. It is hot, but it's not, it's not awful. It's not awful. It's not as oppressive as it was just a few days ago. Uh, and, uh, and then, Aaron, keep us, uh, keep us posted there at the, uh, because I'm poolside here, I'm on our famous Tyline app, and so I have to kind of uh, kind of look down at the phone to see how things are going. Aaron, what are we? Uh, Rangers now up uh, in the uh, trailing, obviously uh, 12 to 11. Uh, what are we looking at, uh, Aaron? As you monitor the situation, Rangers, uh, how are they? How are they looking here? Sorry, still having 
still having TV troubles, but I will give you an update. No, no, I just I thought I <laughs> I didn't hear back from you. I thought I'd lost you there, but okay, good. We're still we're still on uh, <laughs> as we monitor these uh, Rangers and uh, uh, Aaron is uh, is monitoring. Aaron, bring us up to date a little bit, by the way, on the uh, uh, just a, a couple things about the game. In fact. Uh, um, starting with Martin Perez's day, which was really uh, extremely poor. And while you do that, uh, now, again, he was through. I looked in the second inning, and he was 50 pitches in. Aaron, bring us up to date a little bit on Martin Perez and and the way he was pitching today while I take a peek at the uh, at the situation. Yeah, he, uh, he obviously did not have a good day on the mound for the Rangers. As he only got through uh, one and a third, gave up six hits, six earned runs, and walked to no strikeouts. So uh, just a pretty terrible outing for Martin Perez today. But the Rangers have managed to uh, come all the way back from a 10-2 deficit. They took the lead, as, as Matt mentioned, 11-10. to But then Will Smith blew only his second save of the year in the top of the ninth. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it. Aaron Adolis uh, Garcia, who's always in the middle of everything, did ground out uh, to start the inning, and um, oh, Young uh, had a, it looked like a sure hit. He got robbed. Josh Young just lined out, so it does look like there are two outs yep. uh, in the uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning. Rangers down to the last out as they now trail twelve to eleven to those dreaded and dastardly. Houston Astros and um, man, what a uh, what a what what game! What an incredible game! And uh, uh, it is uh, it is is just one of those days, and it, it's fun. It's on a holiday. Hopefully, a lot of people are getting to watch Rangers baseball, and it was just an incredible comeback, and just extremely unfortunate that the uh, closer. Uh, and again, they'll have a shot here. Aaron's monitoring it. As we speak, they'll have a shot to, uh, uh, you know, to, you know, as they go down to the last out here. But it is, uh, it's a tough, tough situation to come all the way back like that and fight and claw and then grab the lead. Now they got the lead, uh, just so you know, with a couple of runners. They put a couple of runners on the corners, and uh, and then we're able to get a, a sacrifice fly. Uh, to, oh, I don't know, just kind of average depth out in center field. And they did get a run home, and that is how they took an 11-10 to 10 lead. And Aaron is only I could. My neighbor was, I didn't realize it, my neighbor who has the pool uh, excitedly announced to me uh, that it was 10-10. to 10, And I said to him at the time, I was like, no, no, Rangers are up 11-10. to 10. And he said, oh, thanks a lot. You know, I, I recorded it, and I'm, I'm behind. <laughs> so not only did I come over to take advantage of the pool, but I kind of ruined I ruined the, uh, the score for him late in the game there. So anyway, Aaron, any reports on this uh, as uh, Rangers were down to their final out here? Game is over, and Rangers have lost 12 to 11 uh, to the uh, to the Houston Astros as they come back, taking 11 to 10 lead after trailing. Well, at one point it was 10 to five. They were down, 
Uh, even before that, I think they were down 10 to 2. I was watching when they were down 6 to nothing. And they fought back and fought back, got it all the way back. And then if Will Smith doesn't blow it, blow the save, blown save. In fact, I think Will Smith, if you look, Aaron, only has like um, maybe one blown save on the year. One or two, he was doing fine. And then in this huge moment, he can't get the job done after the team. And sometimes, man, that's, you know, it can be deflating to a team that's given coughed up a huge lead like the Astros, but you have to hand it to them. They fought, they fought, they coughed up an enormous lead, and they found a way to do it in the end, and now they pull within three games of the Rangers in the AL West. We'll have the action uh, tomorrow as um, the Rangers continue and play on the 4th of July. I believe that may be another, oh, sometime, maybe a 105 start. We'll take a peek at that, but we'll share that game with you, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Aaron, um, we uh, we do have the man, the myth, Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen, even though it's a Monday. It's a weird day to do chilling with Quillen, but I, I just thought on a holiday we'd have a lot of fun visiting with him. Uh, Curtis, chilling with Quillen, joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At The Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls? The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. There's a lot of talk right now about AI and how artificial intelligence is going to take over the world and take people's jobs. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and I can tell you one thing. At Pickup Outfitters, we just say no to AI. We believe in TI, truck intelligence. At Pickup Outfitters, we have real people with real intelligence and real accessories to outfit your truck. Nothing artificial here. But you know who does use AI besides Skynet? All those websites trying to sell you accessories online. So ask yourself, every time you make a purchase online, are you helping to fund the Terminator? If you really want to outfit your truck and save humanity, come to Pickup Outfitters. We match most manufacturers' online prices with no shipping charges. And every part purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters comes with our free warranty assistance and a lifetime installation guarantee. 
Pickup Outfitters. 100% truck intelligence. Keeping it real at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. This date's going really well. We're going to be such a great couple. Whoa, I think you're going a little fast. Yeah, I know, I know. We just met, but we've got chemistry. I think you better slow down. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. I thought you were feeling it too. I'm feeling like you're driving too fast. Slow the car down, please. Speeding is dangerous, and speeding tickets are costly. Oh, (laughs) that's funny. You were talking about my driving. (sighs) I was talking about both. Be safe. Drive smart. A message from TxDOT. Hey guys, this is Summer from Lake Air Pool Supply on Franklin, Waco's premier pool supply store and hot tub dealership. Lake Air Pool Supply sells hot spring spas and endless pools. Let us show you what sets us apart from the rest. When you purchase a hot tub or swim spa from Lake Air Pool Supply, we include everything you need to enjoy your experience to the fullest. There are no hidden fees. Lake Air Pool Supply in Waco on Franklin. Come in today and let us help you make every day a great day. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Time for chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Well, I do love the our special app that we have that allows me to kind of roam around and and do shows remotely wherever I might be across the state of Texas. Today I'm poolside and uh, just enjoying the the day. I wouldn't call it a day off because I'm on the air with you. But uh, we're having a great time. And when I think of, like, poolside activities, I just think of buddies. And so, I, I, like, today I thought, who could I, who could I call that might, you know, come on, just chop it up with me. Curtis Quillen came to mind immediately. Kevin Gall going to jump on with 5 o'clock, a longtime buddy of mine that's director of strategy for Baylor Athletics. He's up in the mountains of Colorado, going to take a little break and come on with me. Curtis uh, – well, we're following up a really tough loss for the Texas Rangers. I don't really think that hurts your heart, but um, I, for Rangers fans, and we are a major Rangers affiliate, that was a tough one to trail the Astros. Oh, at one point it was six runs, and then it was maybe eight runs and fought all the way back to get an 11-10 lead, and they lose the game. Curtis, did you get to uh, – were you monitoring that ball game at all? Actually, I was rolling on it on my uh, first day back from a vacation myself. My friend uh, – I walked into the newsroom probably about 3 o'clock, and uh, it was, what, 10-4 at that point, and they came roaring back, took the lead, 
next thing I know, I look up and they're playing a bottom half of the ninth, and I was confused on what the heck happened. <laughs> um, but you know, such is baseball, right? <laughs> yeah, it it that's what happens, and and it's why you got to kind of hang in there with these games. And if you get down like six nothing early, you have a chance. Now, generally, if you chip away a little bit, and then you take another, they uh, Astros scored another four runs on Glen Otto, um, and they got it to ten, and you kind of think, well, they can't chip away at it twice, and they did, and they got the lead, and then Will Smith blows the save in the bottom of the at the top of the ninth inning. Um, that is a rough one. I will say, Curtis, from a Baylor standpoint, um, great to see Cody Bradford. Um, you know, he, he's had some spot starts for the Rangers and actually done pretty well recently in those roles. And you don't really think of pitching in a 12-11 game, but he's the one who kind of calmed it down enough for the Rangers to um, to sustain the comeback and get all the way back. And so kind of cool to see a Baylor pitcher doing well in a 12-11 loss. (laughs) Right. And Bradford, aside from his debut, has been pretty solid in the majors this season. Um, His debut, he got lit up by one of the best lineups in the National League right now. I mean, the Braves just seem to be playing, at least at the time, so well and such great baseball. Um if you take that start out of it, they're all quality starts. They're all really – he's pitching really well in, in all of those. And so uh, – and, you know, he comes in today and he settles them down. That's – you know, if you have an arm that can come in and do that, that's, that's a wonderful thing to have. And so it's a really good look for, for Baylor baseball right now to have somebody who pitched on campus so recently be able to do that and someone who played so recently be one of the biggest names in the sport out west in max muncie and uh you know one of the up-and-coming guys through the minor leagues as well nick lofton and so there's you know i was at a uh, a frisco rough riders game at my bachelor party about a year ago so april of 2022 we walked into the to uh i don't know what it's called now i know it is dr pepper ballpark and we walked in, and we see a home run landing over center field. Turns out it was Lofton hitting one off Bradford in, you know, some Baylor on Baylor crime there. And so, we, you know, Jack Allen and I had a pretty good laugh about it. And uh, same with Cody Soto, who works there at the Baylor Athletic Department. And, uh, you know, it's when, when Bradford can come up to the majors and do as well as he's done, again, save for one start, and even then, after that one start, Bochy commended him. Like, you know, outside of a couple of at-bats, like he was making the pitches we wanted him to make and doing the things we wanted him to do. And so um, really good to see, it's really good to see him doing so well uh, recently in the bigs. You know, while you were probably maybe taking some vacation, but even before you saw what's been going on, since you brought it up, I'll go with it, um, Baylor baseball. And... Um, They've had a they've had a uh, a rash of I would say just really disappointing news. Um, Kobe Branch, arguably their best player, um, lose him to Georgia in the transfer portal, and uh, Big Rig Will Rigney, uh, best best starting pitcher, goes to Texas, 
and then they lose their best reliever in um, in Hamilton Oliver over there to uh, West Virginia. Now we've had some you know some good news in terms of some financial news here in the last few days that Mac um, uh, brought up the other day, um, and and you know as far as uh, some commitments. But uh, Curtis, you've monitored the program, and you saw kind of you, you know what Mitch was facing this past season man this is this is not an easy time or an easy environment to rebuild a program i guess you can make the argument with a portal you can do it in a hurry but the truth is he's trying to rebuild it and and in a time when it's easy to leave and people don't want to stay around and and you and i talked about the rigney thing now i remember it now and i i you know you i think had some um, you know, you could see maybe why he made that decision. But what do you, what do you kind of, what's your take right now on the overall state of Baylor baseball, and and what do you think needs to kind of happen to right the ship here? I think at this point, you know, when you see the programs that you're losing some of your stars to, Texas, Georgia, West Virginia, you know, the West Virginia one's a little odd for sure. Um, and it doesn't necessarily fit the mold that I'm thinking of. And I don't know, you know, this is kind of speculative. But we all saw the rumors that, you know, on social media whenever Colby Branch left that Baylor was behind in the NIL space in baseball. And when you look at the at the places these players are going, you know, Colby Branch, instead of not two hours down the road from home, he now goes to a different time zone. He's going to play at Georgia. What does Georgia have that Baylor doesn't? And it's a large NIL base. Uh, it's one of the struggles of being a small private school, right, is that you have fewer alumni who can kind of create that sort of NIL base uh, for your star athlete. And so, and that's a fight that Baylor's going to be up against from here until eternity because of uh, NIL, because of being a small private school. Um, That's what I think is going on here. You know, while... While Mitch Thompson was in the junior college ranks, the, the college game changed so much because of the transfer portal and because of name, image, and likeness. And more so on the transfer portal side, he benefited from some of that at MCC. And I do think there is a way to be able to benefit from that at Baylor. But like you said, you know, you look at teams that go all in on the portal. You cannot build winners that way. People are going to point to... You know, some sports where it's like, oh, well, USC's Caleb Williams was, a, you know, a Heisman contender and won the Heisman as a, as a transfer quarterback. But it's like, yes, but he came into a program that was built on high school recruiting. Um, you look at Alabama. Yes, Alabama goes and gets transfers. You know what else they do? They recruit the snot out of high school. And so I think this shows that maybe – um, maybe it's more of a Florida football situation where Billy Napier takes the job and says, hey, this is going to take a minute to build a winner the right way. Um, and then maybe, you know, these guys had opportunities to go play for winners now. And, you know, I'm not going to fault them for taking that. That's a decision they have to make. They're adults and they're capable of doing that for themselves. Um, but to build a program the right way takes time especially when you're up against the things Mitch Thompson has been up against for the first year 
your plus of being uh, the head baseball coach at Baylor University. Um, to steal a football term from the podcast Split Zone Duo, I do think that maybe 2023 needs to be a year zero or even a year negative one uh, for, for Mitch Thompson and company. And so, you know, I, there are some some things that need to come need to happen, but they're on the recruiting trail all summer, especially with select ball going on. Um, you know, I, I think in the long run they will be fine. But just like just like so much, there's going to be some ways that this gets a little bit worse before it gets a whole lot better. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's tough on Mitch. It's tough on these players who are kind of hanging in there. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another player I heard. Anyway, it, it, it it's just really a tough deal right now. And, you know, I, I, he does. He was one of the greatest coaches really in all of Juco ball. So there, that should be an area where he can kind of clean up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I do think help is on the way in, in terms of, I, I think Baylor, it's been so tough because when you, when you do a partial scholarships, like they have to share all these scholarships in right. baseball and you only have a certain amount and you know how much Baylor cost, you are at a disadvantage at times. I think the university hopefully can kind of move in a direction to help in that regard. I, You know, we're getting to the point, Curtis, I don't know if we can say small private university because it's 20,000 students now, and that's kind of crazy to think of. I mean, but it that's quite a few more than, say, TCU. Now, it, TCU... It might be 20,000 now, but historically it isn't. Historically it is a small private university with a smaller alumni base than a school like Georgia or Texas or West Virginia. Yeah, although you can look around and some of these small private schools like Miami and others and TCU right now... They get it done, and Baylor has in the past, and Baylor used to have a tremendous program when Mitch was here. So he, he, I, right. I'm with you. I'm just saying can't you can't use that for too long. Um, no. can't we can't wait have you know two or three years from now. It, it just was a it was a bad couple of weeks. It really was. Now again, yeah. the good news is, as Max said on on uh, on with uh, Sikkim the other day, that. Um, you know, three point eight million dollars in donations, and one uh, particular, um, you know, donor had a seven-figure, you know, um, donation. So, you know, they, they're they're pumping some money into it, um, but it's like anything, Curtis. I mean, you, if you're if you're like making decisions or whether you're going to pump money into the NIL for your football team and basketball team. What's going to take precedence? Well, those two by a long shot, you know. So, you know, Mitch has to kind of find a way, and I think he kind of knows how to do it. And one thing Mitch can do, and he did it at MCC, let's not act like Mitch just had like, you know, millions upon millions coming in, yet he went out and he brought in, he, he just knew how to find sponsors and he knew how to find that. So I do think that's a strength of his. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen. Now, Curtis, did you guys uh, 
did you guys go anywhere? Did you go to the beach or do anything fun, or did you just kind of get some things? Was it more of a staycation? What What can you share with us about your uh, recent vacation? Oh yeah, no, we uh, we traveled. We uh, so we went down to Puerto Vallarta in Mexico with my wife's family. Uh, spent you know four days, three nights there at an all one of the all inclusive resorts on the beach. My twin nieces. Uh, had a grand old time. Had a grand uh, my wife time. Uh, my wife, my wife her. is best with my, my wife is and best with I mean, my they are very cute. And so she got to have some fun with them. And, you know, we got to hang out on the beach and the wife and I went and got, you know, massages on the beach. And so it was a we're very relaxing couple of days on the beach. And then, you know, when it was time for the family to come back stateside, uh, we were fortunate uh, to be the only ones in her family that didn't run into airline issues. And so when we came back stateside, we flew up straight up to Chicago uh, for a few more days to celebrate our first our first wedding anniversary and uh, reservations at Gibson's and reser- you know Cubs tickets and sightseeing through oh, Chicago. Yeah. It was my first time there. I've connected through Chicago. I've never been to it though. Um, had an absolute blast. Uh, the wife already wants to come back, and so uh, we you know. She already wants to go back to Chicago, go back to Wrigley and all of that. And I told her, I want to spend a week there. It's such a great sports town. Um, it's It was weird, though, Matt, because I'm not used to being in media hotels unless I'm one of the media in the block. And our hotel there in Chicago was doubling as the media hotel for the NASCAR street race over the weekend. And uh, my wife's cousin is on one of the pit crews. And so we got to have breakfast with him on Saturday before we went to the airport and he went to go work the Xfinity race. And then uh, his crew and his team won on Sunday in the cup series race. And so really cool week, really fun. Uh, back at back at the office this week, and then uh, my brother's one week off from medical school because he's finishing up his research, I think, tomorrow, and then driving back to Texas on Wednesday. And then uh, Saturday morning, first thing, we're going to take a early flight up to Seattle for about a week uh, with the quill inside of the family and explore Seattle and see what's going on. But ironically enough, we're going to be there during the Major League Baseball All-Star Games. Uh, but nosebleed seats <laughs> for the home run derby are 300 and change, and uh, I said no thanks. So we'll, I might have to uh, find a pub and and watch the home run derby near T-Mobile. You know, I don't know if the quill inside. It sounds like you did. You were smart enough to have some wealthy in-laws who do really nice vacations. I don't know where the quill and stand on all that. Your brother will soon. Well, he'll have to pay all these loans back, but he'll he'll be a rich doctor at some point, and those three hundred dollars <laughs> seats won't feel like too much to you. But I, I mean, I just play it like you see how you feel if you get there, and you, you go out there, you're having a drink outside the uh, stadium. Who knows? You might like be able to. I don't know how you scalp them anymore. You know, it's it's the, the world has changed, but you may be able to. You may be able at the last minute to go in there. So I would. Uh, I would I would check on that. The other thing, Curtis, is as you saw, it's official now. BYU, UCF. Don't call them Central Florida; they get very upset. UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, officially became part of the conference. I noticed Cosmo, the uh, mascot for BYU, did some kind of <laughs> like Sports Center, kind of those great old Sports Center commercials. They tried to kind of do a little bit. They probably went a little long on that one, but that's okay. I thought Cosmo did pretty well. Um, but, you know, it's 
it really is kind of cool as Texas and OU get ready to leave, and I understand their excitement about being in the SEC. But it's kind of neat to see these teams coming in, how excited they are. And, 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 and I'm kind of hoping that new blood and that excitement will sustain the conference a little bit as they continue to chart their way with what's, what's moving forward. But uh, did you enjoy kind of seeing all the social media as the, uh, as, as the different uh, teams came rolling into the conference? It's really cool to see the energy around those four coming in. I mean, the, everybody's acknowledged at this point the Big 12 landed on its feet in the absolute best way it could when Texas and OU blindsided it to go to the SEC. And, you know, right. the blindside there can be a conversation in its own right and has been and will continue to be. But the excitement around the conference at this point is really fun to see. As someone who grew up on the Big 12, uh, I, I love it. And then the... The fact that you have, I mean, I think Cosmo Cougar is the best mascot in college sports, bar none. Um, I think he is just energetic and entertaining. And you can ask our friend Chris Williams, uh, formerly of Channel 10, who uh, uh, formerly of Channel 10, who at, uh, at Lavelle Edwards back in September. I was kind of mad that Cosmo didn't do any kind of wild dance scene while we were there. I'm like, man, I flew all this way to come cover this game and Cosmo's going to do some tame dance in the end zone today. And so uh, there's, there's a lot of fun to be had in the big 12. And I think in, in due time, it'll be just fine. I think basketball took a huge step up, especially when you look at the fact that one of these four new schools had a lot or two of these four new schools had lottery picks in the, in the NBA draft. And so there's a lot to be excited about with the big 12, even with Texas and OU leaving. And so, um, and I think that social media reflected that appropriately over the weekend. Have a, uh, do you have a, a pool situation out there south of Salado or wherever you guys ended up? Do you all, do you all have a neighbor or anything? I, I, my neighbor, Ted, allows me just to, well, I, maybe – Maybe he would rather I not spend as much time as I do in his pool. Do you have a good pool situation and a great neighbor who brings you food and that kind of thing, or have you not discovered that yet? Uh, we don't have a neighbor that we know of with a pool in our new neighborhood in Gerald. However, we do have a community pool, and they're building okay. another community pool right next to our house. And so, and when, when <laughs> you combine those with the fact that uh, – a family friend of Shannon's, I'm talking like lifelong, like she grew up with their kids and they jokingly call her their, I don't know if it's a joke actually, their third daughter. Uh, they have a pool down in Pflugerville and it's only like 20 minutes down there. It, it, we're, we're in kind of a sweet spot where it's, you know, 30 minutes for me to get to work, an hour to Waco and an hour south. You're in South Austin. And so uh, it's not a far drive to get to a, to a really nice pool that's, you know, secluded and quiet if we if we want to do that or if we're just looking for, to, you know, yeah. make a splash or something, we can drive down the street for an hour or so and then come back. I'll tell you, also don't rule out that uh, that stagecoach in. They've kind of redone their pool. That would be a good place to drop in sometime, Curtis, just since it's right down the road from you. And they've got a little poolside bar and restaurant, the whole shebang. 
um, I think you might enjoy that. Uh, so just kind of keep that in mind as you're up and down the road there on 35. Have a great time in uh, Seattle, and uh, really appreciate you spending some time. I'm glad I could catch you between vacations. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on, man. You bet. There he goes. Curtis Quillen. I mean, he he sounds, Aaron, very relaxed. Sounds like a man who's been on some all-inclusive. I mean, we should all be fortunate to have in-laws who uh, who take you on these kinds of all-inclusive type <laughs> deals to Puerto Vallarta. Uh, that's a good thing. Curtis chose wisely. And I've met his wife. He, he certainly... Uh, he, he really did uh, uh, marry up in a lot of regards, but, uh, but it sounds like he's got some great uh, new family members as well. All right, uh, Aaron, it is time for a little Campus Confidential as we come to you uh, poolside today on this eve of July 4th. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin, and also at cnbwaco.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. 
They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. On this Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, time for Campus Confidential. I have made my way into neighbor Ted's pool for uh, for this next uh, segment, Aaron. Not a to rub it in. Our days are, are differing slightly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you will find a pool tomorrow, Aaron, and I'm sure you have one in that luxurious uh, those condos you have over there, hard by uh, Valley Mills. But uh, um, Aaron, what do we have in store today as we uh, as we do some campus? Confidential. Any portal? Any portal news? Any any Pac-12 news? Has has uh, Klevikov made any moves? By the way, I'm hearing all kinds of rumors on that. I mean, that is just it, as it continues to get pushed back. What do you have for us today? Well, we will start with that, and and Judge, bear with me because it is a story that I just saw a few minutes ago. Uh, Jim Williams is reporting that there's a chance that the Pac-12 may go direct to consumer <laughs> with their athletic events. They already have the Pac-12 network, and Williams is reporting that there's a good chance that instead of going linear with multiple partners like the Big 12 did, that they could go direct to consumer as like a regular cable channel and try to get an expanded footprint for the Pac-12 <laughs> network and uh, I got to tell you, that sounds that sounds like the end of the Pac-12 to me. I don't know about you. It's pretty sketchy. Um, you know, I I think with what the Big 12 did with Fox and ESPN, a more traditional deal. The timing was good because we've seen even afterwards with ESPN laying off some big names the other day. I think the timing was really good when they got that in. But direct-to-consumer, and I think ESPN at some point, ESPN Plus, will be everything. I mean, my neighbor Ted, who uh, I'm over at his pool right now, I mean, every event he watches on ESPN Plus. I spend a great deal of time watching ESPN Plus Wimbledon. You know, It'll be a while, though, before ESPN pulls off of DirecTV and some of these others and goes straight to streaming altogether. And so that's why if the Pac-12 has to do this on a direct-to-consumer basis, it's, that's, that's bad. It's really bad. Now, it, yeah, I have been hearing that 
perhaps Apple and others are going to make a play here. And so what they would do is the inventory that, say, ESPN wanted, they would kind of have to lease some of those games to get it on like normal. I mean, you know, at some point ESPN, it's not like they're, I mean, even this coming year with, with USC and UCLA still in it or Oregon's in a big game. Um, Washington, uh, God help us, if they end up in a big game. I mean, they're going to want some of these games. So what they have to figure out a way to do is to work with Apple TV, whoever it is, and um, uh, or Amazon Prime. And But that's the, that's the only way that they're going to be able to come up with a mo- enough money to do something like this. I mean, this is a day, Aaron... We, we, we sometimes think, oh, my gosh, ESPN's in trouble. So-and-so's in trouble. Oh, no. The NFL media just announced that they're, they're making a deal for $50 million to do a documentary on Jerry Jones, a 10-part documentary. Okay? That's Netflix. And, and, and NFL films will um, handle all of it. But Netflix is going to pay $50 million. So every time we sort of think to ourselves, Oh, man, they're all tapped out. They don't have the money. The money's always there. The money's always there somehow. So I, that's why I haven't ever completely ruled the Pac-12 out. It's because of where they are and their proximity to Silicon Valley and all of that. And, and so I do think they'll find a way to have enough money that they can put it on the scoreboard and they can keep their dignity. But... It's not going to be anything normal like the rest of the conferences. And that's going to give the thing a weird look about it. And that's why people like Colorado and Arizona have to continue to think about bailing. Another realignment article, this one on Front Page Sports, is about Notre Dame. They are looking to triple their annual media rights fees to between 65 and 75 million starting after their current contract with NBC runs out after the 2024 season. The Fighting Irish receive somewhere in the mid $30 million range for overall rights fees, 22 million per year from NBC football and about 11 million from the ACC in which the Irish compete in all other sports. But with the big 10 being having NBC as part of their huge new contract. Basically, the gist of the front office sports article was that they may have to finally join the Big Ten in order to see their revenue increase significantly. Yeah, I. they don't want to do it. I, I don't know if what they're asking for is realistic, but never underestimate the power and the brand of Notre Dame. The Big 12 is hoping to tap into what would be considered kind of a a smaller version of Notre Dame and BYU. National recognition, national following. They're not Notre Dame, but they still have an unbelievable following. So I... I mean, people kind of forget Notre Dame already is in a conference in other sports. All right, they play basketball in the ACC. So all we're talking about here is football. Um, 
I don't know if they'll get three times as much, but they'll get close to what they want. And they'll do almost anything to avoid going into one of these conferences. I, I do think the longtime athletic director there, Jack Swarbrick, is so powerful that he can control, he can control a lot of this. And, and have a enormous say in where it ends up. So, uh-oh, we've got a water gun that's come out here, Aaron. It's a little, <laughs> this a little is troubling. This going to be a fun rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can I encourage them to spray you while you're trying to do your show? No, that wouldn't be Yeah, I just, I just was receiving some of that, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am not distractible. That's what, that's what Parcells used to talk about people being distractible players i am somewhat distractible quite honestly but um golly we're sprinting towards the five o'clock hour what else do you have for us sir a recent 12-page memo from the irs determined that in many cases nil collectives may not qualify as tax exempt if their main purpose is paying players instead of supporting charitable works if the collectives aren't tax-exempt, the donations they collect that are used to pay athletes may not be either. Some collectives, and there are a lot of them across the country, obviously, are set up as for-profit entities that help co- connect athletes with endorsement deals uh, as the new NIL market has grown. Open Endorse, a company that partners with schools to help initiate, track, and monitor NIL deals, NIL deals projected nearly 1.2 billion flowing through the nil industry in 2023 so there may be some tax repercussions where (laughs) a lot of the people making donations didn't think that there would be for some of these collectives yeah um you know we had travis brown the other day on talking about the irs sending that memo and, and a lot of the same stuff seems to be in response to Texas A&M. And, and the IRS trumps a lot of things in our country, but they, they often, um, when it comes to the state of Texas and college and high school football, um, that'll be, that would be an interesting matchup. Like the, the governor versus the IRS, I, so far... A&M seems to just be ignoring any memos from the NCAA, but I am interested to see kind of what the, what the, uh, uh, the IRS chooses to do here. All right. Uh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, Poolside, Neighbor Ted's, uh, and uh, here in, uh, well, we're kind of on the outskirts of Central Texas today, um, having a big time and getting ready to celebrate the July July Fourth tomorrow, and going to have a big time. We'll be off tomorrow, but we just uh, the thought of being off two days in a row was just too much for us, and we just felt the need to be with you today, and uh, and to talk about all of this, including a 12-11 loss by the Rangers after they erased an enormous deficit and had an 11-10 lead. We'll talk a little bit more about that. We do have uh, Baylor's. Uh, Director of uh, Strategy, Baylor Athletics, Kevin Gall, great friend of mine for many, many years. Kevin is going to join us 
from the mountains next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my There's a lot of talk right now about AI and how artificial intelligence is going to take over the world and take people's jobs. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and I can tell you one thing. At Pickup Outfitters, we just say no to AI. We believe in TI, truck intelligence. At Pickup Outfitters, we have real people with real intelligence and real accessories to outfit your truck. Nothing artificial here. But you know who does use AI besides Skynet? All those websites trying to sell you accessories online. So ask yourself, every time you make a purchase online, are you helping to fund the Terminator? If you really want to outfit your truck and save humanity, come to Pickup Outfitters. We match most manufacturers' online prices with no shipping charges. And every part purchased and installed at Pickup Outfitters comes with our free warranty assistance and a lifetime installation guarantee. Pickup Outfitters, 100% truck intelligence. Keeping it real at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced house leveling and foundation repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. 
on just the magic of the Tyline app uh, it's allowing me to be in neighbor Ted's pool this this afternoon having a big time out here a little cloud cover has come in and a man who's uh, well he's in the mountains and uh, loves the mountains and I, I've interrupted his vacation but I feel like he's just going to be in a very relaxed mood today Kevin Gall uh, one of the uh, oh you know him he's an administrator Baylor Athletics director of strategy uh, does a lot of things over there um, Kevin welcome back to the uh, the Mosley show always uh, you've always been there for us on some of these holidays <laughs> and uh, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time Matt it is great to be with you happy early 4th of July uh, and I guess the first question that comes to mind is does neighbor Ted know you're using his pool or is he out of town and you're kind of over there stealing it like you steal his Wi-Fi? <laughs> Ted, he wants to know if I'm if you know I'm in your pool. Ted is Ted's out here. He's kind of taking part of the show. He's the official uh, criminal defense attorney of the uh, of the show and helps us out when players get in trouble in the NFL. And that not certainly not Baylor players, Kevin, but you know other players. So. Ted's there and was a big, uh, big time in the uh, DA's office in Dallas for many, many years. So he's monitoring things as we speak. But, uh, but the truth of it is, Kevin, I do kind of have uh, free access to come and go. Although I try to give him, I try not to surprise him most days. But uh, now, Kevin, t- set the scene for us, though. Now, you're, what's that? What's that weather like for you? I mean, we're we've all been, you know, experiencing the 95 to 100. Uh, most of these last days, you have uh, retreated to the mountains. Are you? Uh, is everything going your way? And what's your favorite part of Colorado to visit? Yeah, so we. Uh, I'm in Estes Park, Colorado. We we, we try to come out here about mm. every summer. It is uh, it is currently about as stereotypical a mountain scene as you can uh, paint, uh, or as I could paint for you. It is. Uh, or- 78 degrees. I am. I am staring at the snow caps of the Rockies. I am. I am wearing a ball cap. I've not shaved in a long time. I am. I've got some. I've got some bison chili uh, going on the uh, on the range for dinner. Oh wow! Man, that does sound. That sounds like a great scene. I don't know how long you're going to be out there. We had um, toyed with the idea of maybe heading that direction. Now that you're there and seem to have a pretty good location, I may come from neighbor Ted's pool straight out there to hang out with the golf family <laughs> and just kind of uh, tour around a little bit. Now, Kevin, you're um, like me. You had to be kind of excited to to see Saturday, the excitement of those, new, those four new t- uh, programs coming into the Big 12. And... It's kind of cool because you've known a lot of these folks for years. In fact, Kevin, you used to be part of the industry where you would help hire ADs, top administrators, head basketball, football coaches, and that kind of thing. And and so you know a lot of these people. I mean, before we kind of get into the the, the, the different personalities coming into the conference, what was that for you to see the energy and everything uh, Cosmo doing his thing up at the Big 12 headquarters. Um, I, I just feel like it was kind of neat to see, after spending so much time, the gnashing of teeth about who was leaving the conference, 
to see how much excitement there are with these four schools coming in. Um, what, what was that like for you to kind of watch? And what was that like for your brethren there in the uh, Baylor, you know, administration to see? I bet there was some excitement for a lot of these people. I, I think excitement is the right word. Um, it's fun to see. For Sometimes with conference realignment, um, the stories can get negative or they can be uh, – they can just be lingering. So to see uh, the celebration that happened uh, yesterday at four campuses uh, that are joining us in the Big 12, uh, number one, it was awesome. And then number two, I, I think that, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we, 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 we don't appreciate what we have coming in from the standpoint of, you know, Houston, fourth, fourth owned city in the country at the top 10 market. Orlando's a top 20 market. Salt Lake City's a top 30 market. And Cincinnati's a top 40 market. So we've got four top 36 markets coming in. We've got between the four of them, there's there's currently 200,000 undergraduate students between the four of them. So, you know, you're immediately adding, you know, 200,000 new active fans, say nothing of all of their communities and alumni networks and, and all that. So, yeah, tremendous amount of excitement and uh, and tremendous appreciation for uh, their, their, uh, their uh, attitudes and, and their excitement coming into the league. Kevin Gall joining us from the mountaintops of Colorado on the Bat Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Longtime buddy of mine, now a top administrator uh, over on the Baylor Athletics and does a lot of their strategy and works on different projects. Some of those are secret. I'm always hesitant to ask you what you're working on because, you know, you may tell me it's none of my business or I can't know. But, uh, uh, you know, I, that was kind of cool, though, the other day, uh, Kevin. You don't have to tell me too much about it. But um, speaking of excitement, the uh, uh, Mac revealing the donation to baseball, $3.8 million in there. That was kind of fun. But you know, back to the back to these new members, what do you like? Who are some of the people that you've gotten to know over the years uh, that that may not be? out there in front of everybody that kind of maybe helped lay the groundwork for for a day like Saturday to occur? Yeah, so, I like, all, all four of those schools have seen sort of sustained growth. And, and you can't you can't microwave sustained growth. So you have a lot of a lot of people, a lot of leaders that have a lot of equity and skin in the game in in making uh, the ascent of those four schools happen. And so, like, at Central Florida, like I think a lot about uh, my friend Steve Orsini, who was the athletic director there in the mid 2000s, uh, before leaving to go to SMU. When Steve was the athletic director there, they built the on-campus stadium that Baylor will play in uh, this coming season. And if you look at the explosion of Central Florida's athletics and maybe why they had a leg up for the last decade and a half on 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 South Florida, um, it's because Central Florida. Um, struck while the iron was hot and built an on-campus stadium. Uh, you know, they, they had a long-term president, John Hitt, a, a native Texan. He, he was president from uh, the early 90s till, till just a few years ago. Sadly, President Hitt passed away earlier this year. Didn't get a chance to, to, to kind of see it come full circle. But, uh, you know, when he took over in the, in the early 90s, I think Central Florida was about 20,000 students. And when he, re- when he retired as president in 2018, I think there were about 65,000 students. And so, you know, that level of growth, 
you know, um, it doesn't happen. Um, it doesn't happen without those people laying the foundation. And then certainly, you know, Danny White uh, became, uh, you know, was an athletic director there. Who's now at Tennessee. Todd Stansberry was an athletic director there, and and also a tremendous amount of people who have Central Florida DNA, who have uh, you know gone on to be leaders. I think about Eric Wood, the athletic director at Louisiana Tech, was one of Danny White's deputies. I think about my friend Zach Lasseter at, at Abilene Christian was. Todd Stansberry's number two, um, you know, and so you think about you think about all the people and leaders that have that have done a lot in the industry that have been through Central Florida, and and listen, they're they're not just football. They've got they've got great got got great uh, other sports. That's very strong track program. People may not realize, you know, their tennis program is very tied into the the USTA National Facility is there in Orlando. So there's a lot of synchronicity between between that, and so you know, so like, but. One of the things that's a constant, Matt, is like you see it at University of Houston where President Couture has, has had a 15-plus year tenure. Usually when you see uh, uh, brands elevate like, like, like the ones coming into the league, you usually have somebody, whether it's a president, whether it's an athletic director, a coach, who, who has a long-term stable uh, tenure. Uh, like I think about the athletic director of BYU has been there since 2005. BYU has had four football coaches, Matt, in the last 50 years. Talk about stability. Um, you know, two basketball coaches in the last 20 years. Um, you know, I think about a guy like Dave Rose, a longtime basketball coach, uh, until uh, uh, three or four years ago he had to retire for health reasons at BYU. Um, you know, uh, Baylor fans might remember Coach Drew during, during the year of the Bear. Uh, Coach Drew took the number six team in the country uh, in, into – into the uh, in, into BYU and uh, a team that would later go on to the Elite Eight and to lose to, to the uh, national champion Kentucky uh, Wildcats. But uh, Coach Drew took that team in there and had to scrap and claw and do everything possible to get out of there with a three-point victory. So um, you talk about about sustainable brands, big-time brands, big-time value add for the Big 12. You know, and and where my mind went with yesterday's celebration was was all those all those people at, at those various institutions that all had a a, a a lot or a little bit of equity um, in in terms of the uh, in terms of the growth of those brands. Like, look at Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati. You know, their run of hiring football coaches. You know, Mark D'Antonio goes on to be uh, the best coach at Michigan State in a generation. Brian Kelly goes on to be the best coach at Notre Dame in a generation. Butch Jones got the Tennessee job from there. Luke Fickle this past offseason goes to Wisconsin. Matt, their their least successful coach of the of the past two decades at Cincinnati is now a sitting United States senator. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All uh, like I feel like that entire really well informed. Uh, answer was to take a little fu- a little poke at Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're not going to make political statements on July fourth. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm 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 not trying to get you to make a. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'll take a poke at him. I mean, I love the fact that he's still somehow. We're going to get Tommy Tuberville to solve NIL and the transfer portal and all of it. You know, a man who. Uh, uh, basically left a bunch of recruits out in Lubbock, left the table, 
and uh, and then ended up. I think that's what he ended up in Cincinnati. Okay, he was the original guy to go in the portal. But uh, Kevin, you can you can let me make all my Tuberville jokes. You may want to steer clear of that, and I that's uh, that's understandable. But uh, well, well and, and, I, and what, one more one more Matt for Baylor fans is, and and yeah. I don't say this, you know, he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't brag on himself, so I'm going to brag on him. But it is it, it is it is categorically impossible to tell the story of the University of Houston coming into the Big Twelve without mentioning Mac Rhodes and the job he did at Houston. Um, you know, when you think about his tenure at Houston, getting that that new that new football stadium built, the, the hire of Tom Herman, which resulted in a in a uh, uh, in a New Year's Six bowl victory, and and then the hire of Kelvin Sampson, which has reestablished Houston as a as a national basketball power. Um, again, I, I just don't think you can tell the story of Houston becoming a Big Twelve uh, athletics program without without Mac Rhodes. And by extension, our friend Jeremiah Dickey and, and Hunter Yurichek is now the athletic director at, at Arkansas and, and, and all the crew that Mac had there. All right, I was hoping, I was going to say Dickey if you didn't because Jeremiah still listens quite a bit and, you know, would be perturbed if we did not recognize him as well. Now out there at Boise State, getting that thing rolling out there. They got a good basketball. I'd never heard anything about Boise State basketball in my life. And then... You know, suddenly I'm kind of you know interested in what they're doing. I think they made the tournament, perhaps, or got close to it, or whatever this past year. So he's doing a nice job. You would know that. I'm, I can't recall for sure, but Jeremiah still remains a great friend uh, to both of us. Well, listen, I knew this would be fun uh, catching up with you on several fronts. Also, you love some of those like like you're like me. You love golf and tennis at Baylor. Uh, Jeremy Alcorn who was a star golfer at Baylor around the time you were going to Baylor, now back as the new assistant coach um, uh, for Mike McGraw. And then uh, our man Isaac um, is the uh, the tennis assistant. He's going to be great. That guy, he's already been around, but he was he was promoted to the, the associate head coach. So we got two unbelievable coaches, men's tennis and men's golf. And, of course, we're great at um, – women's golf as well and uh, do really well in uh, women's tennis but anyway I thought I'd bring up a little uh, I've been doing some of that lately some Olympic sport uh, you know country club sport type talk and uh, Baylor's at Alcorn um, Kevin is one of the greatest bears of all time in fact five individual tournament wins in his in his career I, I like I like any opportunity, Matt, that you can underscore the depth of the, the quality of our entire athletics program, but also the depth of our coaching staff. Because I, I've said this before, maybe even on this show, I'll put our, our our group of head coaches and I'll put our head coaching staff or, or our, our coaching staffs, assistant and and support staffs. I'll put them up against anybody in the country. I really would. Can you name the the one person ahead of Jeremy Alcorn? for all-time Baylor men's golf individual tournament wins. Can you can you, you want to have a shot at this? If you get this one, we'll give you two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, the official sandwich of the Matt Mosley show. I am, uh, I am not going to be able to deliver the depth of knowledge uh, off the top of my head on, on the Baylor men's golf uh, uh, individual uh, accomplishments uh, to be able to win that, that Schmaltz's, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, you can you can win this with somebody else in the coming days. Ryan Bacha. 
with six. Jeremy Alcorn, second with fifth, with five. And then a Tim Hobby, I think, would be right after them. So interestingly, the uh, arguably the greatest bear of all time, the man who owns a, uh, a, a PGA championship and a major win- winner on the PGA Tour, Jimmy Walker, not not in that top three. So anyway, before just you said, before you said Schmaltz's, I thought the, I thought the prize was going to be an evening at Ted's pool. <laughs> you could come over here anytime. Ted, could Kevin go come by sometime? All right, all right. Hey, hey, Ted is is uh, he's a, he's a the consummate host. So he'd love to have you. In fact, he's got some cilantro and some mint. He's growing a lot of vegetables out here. And the man the other night made me. Um, he made uh, this unbelievable um, spaghetti sauce, uh, and then the noodles al dente. So it's a, it's a good place. It's a it's a great neighbor to have. All right, Kevin, uh, get back to your vacation, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely happy happy July Fourth to you and to Ted and to all the uh, all the Baylor listeners out there, and uh, have a uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. You bet. There he goes, Kevin Gall, the. Uh, Director of uh, Strategy, uh, a senior vice president in that regard uh, of strategy for Baylor, and uh, does a lot for the Bears. Some of it's behind uh, behind the scenes, but has been a great friend of mine. And in fact, a lot of those guys he just mentioned across the uh, UCF and and some of those other places he helped hire. He and Bob Bodine were together um, for a lot of years and uh, are in, we're in that executive search business. So Kevin's a good friend. It was great to have him on. Okay, we've got a treat for you. going to let you hear a little bit of our conversation with, well, one of the most famous SEC baseball coaches of the past 10 or 15 years. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators, maintenance and electrical technicians, and supervisors for their plant. Day and evening shifts are available. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers a comprehensive benefits plan including medical, dental, vision, short and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. PTO begins day one of full-time employment. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off I-35 in Lacey Lakeview. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. 
In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. InCommons Bank, member FDIC. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of D'Amore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. D'Amore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. D'Amore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing D'Amore Fine Jewelers. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion did you know that in japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine i bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home it's true at the foundation doctor we have our own proprietary solution called stable soil Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls? The Foundation Doctor Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad. Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Paul Maneri joining us right now, former LSU coach, legendary coach, Hall of Famer. Paul, congratulations. You were on the field last night. I love some of those interviews. And then to see the current coach come up and see you being interviewed, hugging you, uh, that that was a pretty neat moment there. So uh, congratulations on uh, on yet another College World Series uh, win. That had to be a pretty special moment for you. Well, first of all, it's good to be with you, Matt. Um, yes, it was a very special moment. You know, I've been out of coaching now for two years. I retired after the 21 season, after my 15th year here at LSU. 
And uh, so there's still, you know, many players on the team that uh, my staff and I were responsible for getting them to LSU and recruiting them. Uh, many of them we coached, most of them we coached already. So, you know, we had gone through a lot of the growing pains with them and, you know, just like every player has needs time to develop and so forth. So, you know, I, I just had to be there for them as they were striving to win the national championship this year. And fortunately they got the job done and it was a very emotional thing for me because, you know, you, you, you begin with these players when they're 16, 17, 18 years old recruiting and you get to know them and their families. And like I said, you go through the ups and downs with them in their development. And now you see them out there on the field as mature adults that are confident and competitors and they have the talent and they're going out there and, and on the verge of winning a national championship. And, you know, you feel like maybe you had a little bit to do with their development. And I just wanted to be there to support them. And, you know, that moment you mentioned about with Jay Johnson, our, our baseball coach that replaced me, uh, you know, that was really nice. You know, we, you know, I was down there just, you know, to want to, you know, congratulate everybody. And a couple of members of the media would grab me and ask for a little interview. And I was in the midst of doing one of those when Jay walked by and he jumped in on the interview and it was good. You know, I, it's, you want to have a great relationship with the person that you, that replaced you or that you replaced. And I live here in Baton Rouge and Jay's going to be our coach for a long time. And I like to think we left him a good foundation with the team. And it was great that he recognized that. And, uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice for everybody last night. What what was it like seeing some of those players you recruited? Dylan Cruz being one of those players who put the oh. uh, put a ring on it. I like what he did during that game. I bet they were excited to see you down there, and and uh, that added even another layer to the celebration. What was what was that like to get to celebrate with them? Well, it was really heartfelt stuff. You know, I had gotten in on Friday. And everybody was the team was staying at the Hilton, and that's why I was staying there. So I got the chance to see most of them in the lobby of the hotel, you know, over the course of the of the weekend before they won the game on Monday night. So we had, you know, spent some nice times together, visiting about different things, and but then to be down there on the field with them, you know, I I, I didn't want to take the spotlight away from the team or the coach, current coach, you know, it was their moment, but. I just wanted to be there to let them know I was supporting them and so forth. But once I, you know, saw that I was there, especially the kids that played for me, you know, they'd come over and give me big old sweaty hugs and stuff. And it was, it was, it was great, you know, and it gave me a chance to, to congratulate Jay and his staff out there on the field. And, you know, people that care, there's so many people that care about LSU baseball uh, in and out of the state of Louisiana. Really. We, we have a lot of followers over in Texas and, of course, you know, Kim Mulkey came from your area there to be our basketball coach, and Kramer Robertson uh, played for me, and we're, we almost won the national championship in 2017 with him as our star shortstop. So, you know, it was just it was just really nice to, to be able to show people out there that uh, when you're a part of LSU baseball, it's a lifetime deal, you know, and, you know, different, different eras you know, flow right into different eras, but we all have this commonality that we love LSU and love LSU baseball, and the players are great representatives of our university. Now, they, they allow them to have mustaches now, don't they, Coach? You you did not <laughs> like the facial hair. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit old school. You know, I, I, I just felt, you know, that I wanted our players always to present, you know, as great role models to youngsters, 
and I wanted to see you know players make be willing to make some sacrifices to be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, but you know, the things every coach can coach his own way, and you know they're a little more lenient these days than they were when I was there. But um, you know, good for them. You know, if that's if it helps them make them play better and they're still representing the school in a positive way, then I, I guess it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, it's a wild, your connection to LSU. You started your playing career there. You finished your career there. By the way, your career may not be over baseball-wise because Miami was coming after you. You decided not to pursue that, but you did go down there and visit with them about that. It's hard, um, and you're a young guy, and you seem to be in great shape, but 65 years old, um, is it hard to, to close the book? I mean, do you still kind of get that, even in being in Omaha, where you kind of like, man, I'd like to, I'd like to do this again. How do you, um, how do you feel about all that? Are you, or do you feel like you really can just live there in Baton Rouge and enjoy being around all your great friends? Well, that's a good question, Matt. I wish I had a good answer for you on that one. Um, you know, I did, I really didn't want to retire two years ago. I really kind of felt like I had to. I had, had been having some some real issues with my my neck physically, and I, I had to. It required two different surgeries that were about eleven months apart. One was uh, uh, following the nineteen season, and then one was following the twenty season. And so the second surgery was right before what turned out to be my last year, and I was just in such physical pain throughout that season. Uh, that I it was affecting my ability to coach the kids and interact with the kids and do the things that I felt were necessary. So I just felt it was time for me to step down, to, A, to take care of myself physically, uh, and B, you know, to, to do the right thing for the program because I, I just felt that, you know, somebody younger and more enthusiastic and more energy and physically fit could probably do a better job than me at that point, as hard as that was to admit to myself. But uh, I feel much better now. You know, it's taken about two years for me to feel better. I feel great. I don't feel 65 years old. I feel much younger than that. Uh, I could have gone back uh, to Notre Dame after my first year out, but I still physically wasn't willing to do that. I just couldn't do it. Miami reached out to me this year, and that's where I grew up in, in South Florida. So I thought, you know, what's it going to hurt to go down and talk to them about it? Um, and they, they, they have a great administration there. They have great vision for the program. But there were some other issues that I just needed to, to work my way through, you know, personal issues. Uh, and I just didn't think it was the right time for me to do that either. So whether or not other opportunities even come about, I don't know. And if they do, whether or not I would jump at them to do them or not, I can't answer that either. I guess it would depend on the situation, how comfortable I would. But I do feel like I have something to offer people, and uh, I just got to find what that is, whether it's still in coaching or out of coaching. Paul Maneri joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about the the fact that this has become, in the SEC at least, a revenue sport? All those years at Notre Dame, you get to LSU. Did you think, did you see it heading this way or does it surprise even you that it's now uh to that point where schools are pouring millions upon millions nil players are getting offered nil deals worth what you know hundred thousand dollars uh, did you see it happening or does it 
even surprise you to the point it's uh, – it, it, of course, it's very exciting. Some of it's different, but it is exciting how big it's become on these college campuses. Matt, it, does, it didn't surprise me that, that people cared so deeply about SEC baseball because I saw it from afar when I was coaching at Notre Dame. and Even when I was at the Air Force Academy, I, I saw that it was happening that way. And really, you have to give all the credit in the world to Skip Bertman who was kind of the, the father of the modern-day uh, SEC baseball, LSU baseball. You know, he won five national championships in one decade in the 90s. And it kind of coincided at a time when LSU football was struggling. And so a large amount of fans decided that they wanted to really follow LSU baseball. And they were packing the old Alec Box Stadium regularly which was producing revenue and allowed LSU to become a self-sufficient sport. And, of course, they were having such great success. So uh, I think what happened was a lot of athletic directors and a lot of presidents at Southeastern Conference schools kind of looked around and said, look look what's happening over there in Baton Rouge. And really it was happening in Starkville, Mississippi as well with Mississippi State. And, and they started asking themselves, you know, what if we put resources into our program uh, facility-wise, co- get a good coach, you know, give them operating budgets. Could we have a baseball program that our community, our school could be proud of and potentially be self-sufficient? And I think the answer that most of those presidents and ADs said was yes. So, you know, schools that traditionally were not powers uh, in baseball, you know, I, I hate to single out schools, you know, but Kentucky or Vanderbilt or even Georgia, Florida, whatever, you know, they, they were not known as great powers in college baseball. Well, they started investing in their programs, and now you have all these top-ranked schools coming out of the Southeastern Conference, and it's it's become an arms race. You know, facilities are going up. Coaches are getting paid more. There's bigger budgets, and, of course, this whole transfer portal NIL thing is a new phenomenon of the last couple of years. But, you know, the stakes are higher. You know, if you can if you can have a great team – you know, the people are going to come and watch them, and they and we've invested in facilities and so forth. So I'm not surprised by really any of it. The only thing that's surprising to me maybe is that other parts of the country aren't pushing it the same way. But even though you got great weather in California and, and maybe even in some places in Texas and so forth, you don't see the same commitment to college baseball uh, as you do in the Southeastern Conference. And I think that's why – you know, on a regular basis, you're, you, we have been seeing, and we're probably going to continue to see, you know, maybe half the field in Omaha or more be Southeastern Conference schools going forward. I think OU and Texas are ready for this. I mean, how do you, you know, obviously they've had great tradition, Texas especially, OU more recently, but they've had a good run as well. Do you think they're ready to take that plunge into – the spending and everything it takes to compete in the SEC? <laughs> well, I, I couldn't answer that, but I don't know the inner workings of those schools, but they better be. <laughs> the SEC <laughs> is a very unforgiving conference. Um, if, you're, if you don't have the horses, uh, you're going to have a tough time. You could, you could lose every game on an SEC schedule because on a given day, if you don't, if you don't bring an A game with good players, you, you're going to lose. Uh, in this conference and you know if if texas and oklahoma are serious about having good baseball programs you know they're going to need they're going to need to make those commitments they may already have i don't know the inner workings of their programs they obviously have two 
very rich traditional athletic departments as holes and also, uh, you know, baseball. So my guess is that they're going to be really good fit for the South Eastern Conference. I think it's only going to enhance the, the quality of competition. And uh, I'm sure that they'll compete very favorably as well. What do you think of uh, Paul Skeens? I mean, that's really interesting that you were at Air Force. He's from Air Force, transfers in there, makes an enormous impact on this team, becomes their ace. He's an interesting guy. Um, did, have you gotten to be around him at all? And, I mean, is there? do you think he gained some things out there at Air Force that he brought a little bit of that mentality to this LSU staff? What have you been able to kind of – find out from from watching him and and maybe even being around him a little bit well i haven't spent a lot of time around him in answer to that part of the question uh just in, just enough to say hello to him and have brief conversations uh but i'm very familiar with the united states air force academy having been the coach there for six years in fact i was the very first civilian baseball coach they had prior to my arrival there they always had an active military officer uh performing as a baseball coach but years ago they decided they wanted to try to have a good baseball program and they thought they should hire you know somebody that was, had made coaching their their chosen profession and I was fortunate enough to be able to be named the coach there one of my players way back in 1991 and 2 and 3 uh, was a young man at that time by the name of Mike Kozlowski well Mike is now the head coach at the United States Air Force Academy after he completed a 20-year flying career. He used to fly C-17s for the Air Force. But he's he is like one of the most unique individuals. He's like a son to me, and he's just really phenomenal coach. He teaches these cadets every day at the Air Force Academy, not only how to play good baseball, but, you know, life lessons, teaches them how to become warriors and winners, which is what the university or the institution, I should say, is, is trying to develop. And, uh, so he built he builds toughness in them, and he and he builds confidence in them, and he's doing everything that they can do. So Paul was exposed to that for two years at the Air Force Academy. Any cadet that attends the academy, whether a sport in sports or not, uh, has a major decision to make after their sophomore year: do they stay in their junior year at the academy? If they do, they're now committed to finish their their time as four years at the academy, and then served the United States Air Force uh, in active duty. I, I don't know what the commitment is now. When I was there, it was either five or six years or seven years, something like that. But it, I assume it's something similar. But but it, what you're basically doing then is foregoing any chance of professional baseball. So these kids have a tough decision to make. The cadets have a tough decision to make. And obviously, Paul chose to leave the academy so that he could pursue his professional baseball aspirations. And, you know, at first I was a little upset with him. You know, I, I, I just felt that the academy was, you know, a place of honor and this is where you go and you commit yourself to a, a life of dedication to your country and serving your country. But, you know, obviously when he came here, you could see why he had such a tough decision. The talent is you'd have to be, you know, ignorant to the game of baseball to not see how good he is. And I can tell you this, Matt, I've coached, I coached 40 years in division one baseball and I've never seen anybody better than this kid. I mean, who throws hundred miles an hour, every fastball, including the 125th pitch of the game. 
it's it's like almost a freak of nature that the things that he's doing. He he looks like he's ready to step into a major league rotation tomorrow and and be one of the top pitchers in the in the league. So you know I can totally understand why he made this choice. Um, you know obviously it's going to be very beneficial to him financially, and he gets to pursue this dream. But I know it was a tough decision for him because I was very like I said very close to the coach there. And, you know, he he kept me abreast of the conversations that they were having. And it was a very emotional time, I'm sure, for Paul to make the decision to leave the academy. But you're right. I think he brought a toughness to the team, uh, you know, a dedication to the team that maybe those guys hadn't seen, you know, except for coming from a, a cadet from the United States Air Force Academy. Paul, I'm trying to imagine you getting in the face of players. You sound so calming, and you have such a great demeanor. <laughs> <laughs> so does Kim Mulkey, right? <laughs> no, no. Kim does not sound like you do, and I've, I've talked to her plenty over sure the years. <laughs> well, you know, you know, as coaches, you know, we're, we're in it for kids. You know, we're in it to help young people develop into their – develop their full potential to become – successful in sports and learn life lessons while they're doing it. And, you know, you have to love them. You're, you're doing it for them. You know, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it because you want to work with young people. And sometimes young people, you know, they want to settle for mediocrity or not fulfill their potential. And that's where a coach sometimes has to challenge them because they know they have more in the tank that they're just not willing to give at that time. And so as coaches, Kim, myself, and any other coach, that is decent coach, you know, and has any success is going to push their players for, you know, to be successful. That doesn't mean that you don't like the player. You're not being demeaning. You're not being derogatory. You're just challenging them to fulfill their potential. And I know some, some coaches are more vocal than others. Um, you know, I, I think I have a mix of that when I was a coach, you know, sometimes I challenged them and sometimes I hugged them and told them how much I loved them, you know, and you just got to do what's right for the kid to try to have them fulfill their potential, show them that you really believe in them and that, you know, they're capable of doing great things. Paul, thank you. Really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, that's got, it's gotta be such an amazing moment to see all these guys, that you recruited do something this special and uh, and to be a part of it and everything. So I was very excited to get to catch up with you today. I really appreciate the time. Well, I, I enjoyed talking to you, Matt, and it was a very, very special time for me. And, and, and I guess a, some kind of a weird way brought a little bit of closure for me in my coaching at LSU, you know, to see this group of kids that will probably be leaving now and going into professional baseball you know, to finish on such a high note. And I was very proud of them, and, and I'm glad I was there to share it with them. Thank you for having right. me today. You bet. There he goes, Paul Maneri, LSU, longtime coach, 2007 to 2021. Had a great run there, and he followed arguably the greatest college coach of all time. Not, a, not an easy job. All he did is go to about five or six College World Series, won one of them. 2009 and uh, uh, you know it just it, he just happened to follow this guy that had won like six of them six national championships like following these Texas coaches who've been to 
thirty something, thirty seven College World Series. I mean, it's in, it's insane. But Paul Maneri, good guy, good. He just has that patient sound about him, and uh, neat. I really thought that was interesting to get to catch up with him. He recruited uh, at least like nine or ten of the normal players, pitchers that were part of this LSU national championship team, retired in 2021. Jay Johnson takes over, and then Jay Johnson and LSU win the national title. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. I'm Amy Hunter, owner of Jeff Hunter Toyota. As you know, there's a lot of road construction in front of our dealership. Improvements are being made every day. And new Toyotas are arriving every day. All kinds of makes and models with new and exciting features. The Toyota brand is a leader in the automotive world in both popularity and reliability. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the Base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the Base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Sometimes we say that a person has a wealth of experience. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Accumulating wealth is like gaining experience. Both demand hard work. If you'd like to grow your hard-earned wealth, let me put more than 25 years of experience to work for you. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free 
in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. Or call 254-301-7760. And be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, live from neighbor Ted's pool. And uh, been a great day out here talking about uh, a lot of different things, uh, especially the uh, Rangers who fall 12 to 11 to Houston. They dropped three out of four, could have had to split today, came all the way back. Neighbor Ted upset that perhaps they didn't think about sticking with Aroldis Chapman after the eighth inning. Um, obviously, he looks strong. New to the Rangers, they're kind of figuring out how they want to deploy him. Will Smith, closer, put him out there, hoping he gets the job done. He did not. And, um, you know, early in the game, it was Kyle Tucker. I watched it. He hit the grand slam. And... Um, uh, late in the game, it was Abreu who hit the big home run for the Astros, and they end up winning 12-11, to 11, blown save and a blown opportunity as the Rangers could have uh, split and had it a five-game lead in the AL West, feeling pretty good about things. Instead, they lose three out of four and now only have a three-game lead in the AL West. Not all hope is lost. Incredible news in terms of who they have in the All-Star game. And uh, we knew Evaldi was probably going to make it. He has. Uh, Adolis Garcia joins the team. We already knew that Jonah Heim, Young, uh, Seager, um, and Simeon were all in there. And so uh, it, 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 it appears that the Rangers could have as many as six starters in the All-Star game, which is just unbelievable. And, of course, would be an absolute record. I don't know if any team has ever done that before, especially if Evaldi could get the start. But um, appreciate everybody who's been a part of this one. Everybody have a great Fourth of July. It's fun to be with you today. Hope you had a great time listening to the program. And uh, thanks for all our great guests today. Uh, we're going to leave it with you. And then we'll be back on Wednesday. And remember, our new show we're rolling out, on Wednesday, the press box, which should start at noon on Wednesday. Ward White's and company, you'll enjoy that. John Carroll and Stephanie, everybody have a great one, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll check.